All right. Welcome back, Linka Podcast. Um, today we have Jessica, and Jessica's from Oregon. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm 33. I'm from Oregon. It rains 10 months of the year here. <laughs> um, in April 2019, I just got sick and tired of feeling like crap and decided to change my life. And here I am, 125 pounds lighter. So you just had your, you about to have your three-year anniversary. I of, am. Of keeping I'm all so the weight old. off. Yes. That's, that's awesome, man. And have you, have you, have you, have you gained any weight and then you lose it again? Or like, not like you've like not been consistent with your workouts. Like, you know, sometimes you'll gain a couple pounds or like 10 pounds and then you lose it again. I, I gain a little bit when I'm building muscle, but that's it. Like I have been a consistent drop the whole way through. I have not fallen off the wagon, so to speak. I've been pretty consistent the whole way through. That's awesome, man. It's so hard being consistent because I was talking to you over DM on Instagram like what a week ago and I was telling you, yeah, you know, I put on 25 pounds since this video was made and it was just, man, like, I was just like, damn, man, I need to get back to it. And like, I don't know why I'm not, though. Have you gotten back to it? I actually didn't eat like shit today, so I think I might be back to it. That's not the question. That's a win. That's a win. Thank you. Thank you for being supportive. <laughs> no, no. so the whole time, so, you know, obviously my buddy who does the podcast, well, technically it's his podcast. I'm the plus one on the podcast. But, you know, um, he was like, he made the video, and I was supposed to like, don't fucking share that. No. I'm, I don't want to, you know, get my big-ass titties out there, and, like, you know, everyone can see it. And I'm like, nah, man, no, I don't want people to see that. I don't think there's a picture of my me being shirtless on the internet. Besides, there should be, though. Besides, be that, besides that video he made. I don't know. I'm just one of those guys that doesn't, you know, I'm, I've always been like that. Yeah. Like what? Like, people, you know, people are like, oh, look at that fat guy over there with his shirt off. Like, why is he shirt off? Kind of thing, like you know, put a shirt on. I mean, that's their problem. Exactly. Yours. Yes. And so we have a friend. His name is Darnell, and he's lost what was it, like three hundred something pounds. I don't know. You don't know. He was a big dude, but he's tall. So you know, it, and he lost a bunch, a bunch of weight. And he is one of those guys, like Tony just said, it's not my fucking problem. If you have a problem, yeah. don't look at me. Kind of thing, you know. And he. Everywhere he goes, you know, he's on the boat, he's on vacation, you know, all kinds of stuff. He, he's just one of those guys, man. I've done this fucking work. Does his skin get over it? Yeah, exactly. That's a trophy. For real. Yeah. I mean, so what was harder, you think, the, the, the weeks after your surgery for skin removal or losing the weight? Oh, easily after surgery. That was hard. It's still hard. It's like, cause with weight loss, you can just eat and you're comfortable. And I mean, yeah, you're working out. Most of my, most of my weight loss came from eating actually. And then last year I started working out, but the surgery has been the hardest and coming back from it. I mean, I'm still not 100%. That has been the hardest that I've ever gone through, including childbirth. This is harder than childbirth. Yeah, that's insane, man. And like, you know, it's just because was the skin like, was it coming in your way of your like daily life? 
Yes. Okay. See, that's what. So is that one of the reasons you got rid of it? Yes. And I like I was very upfront with my husband in the beginning. I said, I'm going to have loose skin. I'm going to have it removed when I get there. But like when I run, it would flap. Oh, my gosh. The noise was so mortifying. And I don't know if other people could hear it, but I could hear it when I would do jumping jacks, when I would do any movement. That's all I could hear. And to not have that sound. It's worth everything everything yeah but so you had the surgery what what i forget what it said was it five months ago or six months ago something like that i had it i had it in november so i'm coming up on five months i believe okay so and you said you're still not fully so when you first got out of surgery like what was the pain level oh um (laughs) well i was pretty uh unconscious but um i would say i would say eight and I would say childbirth was probably seven, but like oh they God. had to do muscle repair on my stomach because when you gain weight or when you have a baby, your muscles in your abs separate. And so any ab work I was doing wasn't, wasn't really benefiting me. And so they had to like, sew that all together. And then I think that was the most painful, like, cause I have, um, I have a whole, a, a, I don't want to say a cut, but like an incision all the way around my body. Um, but I think the worst besides lipo, I think the worst was the muscle repair. So for sure. what, what was the lipo for? So it's along my back. They were um, trying to contour my body a little bit and I still may have to have another surgery. Just I'm, I'm waiting to see like if I want to do a back lift and by the way, I want, (laughs) I think there's a big stigma about, um, plastic surgery that I'm just going in to be perfect. My body is far from perfect, but it's like, I want to feel normal. It makes you feel good. It does. Right. When you see something that's, that you see a flaw in yourself, even though if your husband probably doesn't care or whatever, right. You still see it. And even though it's like, Oh babe, I love it. Don't who cares? You know, whatever. It, you don't like it, so that's why you want to get it fixed, you know. And 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 of course, he's going to support your decision, whatever, whichever one it is. But like, you know, you don't want it, so he's going to be like, "All right, cool. Well, let's go round two yep. of surgery. Let's, you want to do it? Let's do it." Yep. And I'm I'm waiting probably at least a good year and a half, two years, to see if I can tone my back a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but you, you can't ever get rid of the skin; it's never going to go away, ever. Now. They say like the more muscle, I don't know if this is true or not. They say like the when you've had a lot of excess skin, this is like before surgery. Now, you know, if you have too much, you have to do the surgery. Yeah. Like like you, have, you know, like a lot of people have to do. Um, but like they say, if it's just a little bit, like sometimes you can like, it'll go, not like, I don't know, like, like, like a Mr. Rubber Band, you know, like or something, but like it'll pop back in place. But I don't know. I think if it's, a smaller amount it has the potential but also it depends on your age oh, and your okay. genetics and everything like that but it, there there was no shrinking mine <laughs> yeah so i saw a picture that you posted and i wouldn't have never posted a picture like this but the post it, the picture you posted was of you on your bed you know with the skin that you the day before your surgery and yep. below it was um, nine weeks later, 
And I swear, if I didn't see all your other pictures, I would have said, this is not her in the bottom picture, you know, because you couldn't even tell. Like, besides the scar, you know, where the, they cut you, like, outside of that, you couldn't even tell. And that's just so empowering for you to do that for other people that are thinking about doing it. Yeah, I have... I have set out from the beginning to be as real as possible. I don't, I don't edit my pictures. I don't filter my pictures unless it needs to be a little bit brighter so that you can see it. I don't do any of that. And I would rather share and have somebody else be informed as informed as I can, you know, as I can make them Yeah. <laughs> um, and just be as real with my journey as possible. Cause it's not pretty, but I'm getting through it and I'm stronger than I've ever been. <laughs> So are you going to just try to get like super Jack now? Like, just like muscle, no. like wonder woman, like, you know, what's her name? Gail. Uh, and she's like rip. I mean, that would be nice, but I don't plan on it. I just, I just want to, I just want to look like I could kick your ass. You, you, know? could, you, you could definitely kick my ass. I promise. Just, just a little bit. Not, like, <laughs> not ripped, but you know, yeah. much better than I was. So, what made you decide to go on your journey? Um, well, I don't, I never dieted. Actually, I, that's a lie. I dieted once when I was a child. I've been overweight since, I don't know, probably seven years old. And uh, I remember my mom putting me on a fat-free diet and she went, she did it with me for a short amount of time. I don't remember how much I lost, but I, I'm a little bit of a rebel and I just, I don't, I didn't want to diet. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. And I had a surgery and, um, my, one of my, my surgeon told me that my A1C was high. And I was like, how could it be high? Cause I was under the impression that A1C was my blood sugar, mm -hmm. which it is, but it's like over a longer period of time. And I was like, no, I've been fasting for this surgery. How could it be high? And she's like, it's, it's getting up there. I still don't know what it was. I need to find it out. But um, that scared me a little bit. And she told me to go get my blood checked. And I did not because I was scared. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, no, because as soon as they tell you it's real, right? Like they exactly. tell you you're pre-diabetic and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, but so then a few months later, I just like I just was feeling so sick when I'd eat. And my husband was considering keto and I like. I was just like, fine, whatever. I'm not even going to, I didn't even tell him for a week. I was so embarrassed. I took two pictures, one from the front and one from the side. I wish I would have taken more. I measured a couple spots and then sent it to myself in an email. Cause who would have thought I'd be here at this point. Yeah. And so then I secretively <laughs> was eating healthier and then I was like, I just, I can't keep it from him. And I told him, and I didn't tell very many people actually, because you know, who wants to fail? But I think the more that I opened up about my journey, it, it opened a conversation with a lot more people. And I have gotten my A1C to a regular healthy range. And I just, there's no looking back. I I'm, I've made this a lifestyle and I won't ever go back to being who I was. Right. And that's, that's, yeah. And you're definitely not because you're three years, three years in now. And, you know, a couple pounds here and there because your muscle gain, you know, yep. but, um, so you did keto. What kind of keto did you do? Cause I, I never knew there was all these different kind of ketos. 
the keto I know is your total net carb yes. for the day. That's what I, that's the easiest thing for me. So that's what I do and do. Yeah, that's what I do. I I have considered myself dirty lazy keto. I don't like to track, and I'm sure that'll get myself into trouble at some point. But I don't like to track because you know that's not sustainable long term. And I, well, in the beginning, I didn't think this was going to be a long-term. I thought I'd get to a point and I could stop and go back to eating whatever I wanted to, but that's not reality at all. Um, But I just, I check labels. I'm in the store. I'm checking labels consistently, seeing what's in it, seeing how many net carbs. I'm always checking labels and trying to educate myself and being aware of that. Do you guys have Kroger there, the grocery store? No, well, sort of. We have Fred Meyer. That's okay. Kind of with yeah. It. Um. So, like, Kroger makes a bread that's uh, zero net carb, right? And it's uh, Lewis Bread Company, and they sell it at Kroger, I guess. I think Kroger owns the company, too. And I was like, how's this zero when it's showing one net carb left? And then I read, like, the back, you know? It had, yeah. some, it had some, like, weird ingredient in it that, make, that cancels that one carb out and makes it a zero net carb bread. And, you know, when you think of that, I'm like, man, this cannot taste good because the one at Arlie just tastes like garbage. <laughs> and, you know, I used because I was like, man, I, I love bread. Right. And I was like, if this is, if this is going to help me and I can make grilled cheese and I can make my yeah. little, my, my lazy pizza, uh, my, not lazy pizza, but like, I just call it like, um, poor man's pizza, you know, like where I just take a bread, like from when I was a kid and I put a little, um, um, rouse on there and pred it around and then like a little cheese and then put it in the mi- uh, oven. And, you know, I, I love that. And that's, I, I could eat, literally eat that every single day. And when I was doing it for like two or three times a week, uh, times a week, you know, I was, I was losing weight yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with this keto thing. Cause I tried it once back like in three years ago, Tony, or four years ago now, something like that. I'm, I'm not sure why. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know your itinerary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, usually he knows the answers to these questions, but no, um, I tried it. I lost 20 pounds like in a month and, you know, then I stopped doing it and I gained it back. And, but it's like you were saying earlier, it's just consistency, man. You know, and if you find foods that you like and it fits into your uh, net carbs for the day, pizza, whatever, you know, you can definitely do it. Like every day I eat uh, almonds and a quest bar. And then now this is when I'm on. Like I'm working out and, you know, I'm on my, on my shit, you know? And, uh, and then for dinner, I'll have a quest pizza usually. And that still mm. keeps me under, yeah. uh, my 25 net carbs. Yeah. And, and that fills me up. So that's all I need. Yeah. I mean, there's so many swaps right now. Like, I mean, yeah. so many different options. My, my goal when I started was to make it feel like I wasn't missing out. So exactly. I love to bake and cook and <clears throat> However, I can make it taste like I'm not missing out. I'm going to do that. I don't care how long it takes. I will yeah. do that. Because, you know, and that's what I find with, with the keto diet. It, well, what is the one, especially the way we do it is that you're not missing out on anything because there's really a swap for everything. And those Reese's yeah. Pieces cup uh, things you made the other day, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to find that mole. I'm going to make that shit. They're so good. My daughter asks for them all the time. <laughs> Because usually I just eat the Quest bar. I mean, the Quest, uh, not the Quest, but the Atkins Reese's Pieces thing you get from Sam's Club, you know? It's like one carb or something like that. And like, that'd be my dessert for the day or whatever. But like, yeah, like you're saying, it's the swaps are there now. So that excuse we can't use anymore, right? Yeah. So even like at restaurants, they have like, like 
if you, there's an app, I forget the app's name, but you can type where you're going to go eat and it'll tell you what you can eat that's keto, whether you're vegetarian or whatever. I was like, damn, okay. That's a cool app. Yeah, I forget what I'll look for. I'll, I'll look for it today and I'll send it to you. But like, yep, you can say I'm going to Chili's and then it'll show you the menu and what you just don't order. Like you obviously say no bun if you get a burger, right? And then like, or you can say, hey, can you get a lettuce wrap instead of the bread? And then, yeah, and you just like swaps where you know. But like, yeah. I, I'll find that app. It's a really cool app. My, one of my friends sent it to me. That's genius. Yeah, I mean, that just takes all the guessing work out of it for you, right? If you, especially if you're a person that eats out a lot. Yeah, definitely. So tell us about this gentleman that owns effing good snacks. That was... Digging. I was digging. He's I mean, such a sweet guy. Oh, my gosh. He is. Like, he sent me cards, and I bawled like a friggin' baby. And ugh, it was just, he's good people. What's the story? She going to tell us. <laughs> yeah, she going to tell us. So <laughs> he is working on making some keto cookies that are like for late night snacking. They've got, um, I believe they've got magnesium in it. It's just stuff to help you sleep better too. Um, but he is, I think, actually sending out pre-orders, I think starting next week. I could be wrong. Um, but what kind of caught my eye with him is when I started following his page, he reached out personally and he sent me, um, a message saying, thank you for, um, following my page. And so we've kind of developed this little bit of a friendship back and forth. And, um, right before my surgery, he sent a handwritten note to me and I still got on my refrigerator telling me he was wishing me the best of luck and my surgery and all this stuff. And I just like, I stood there and I just bawled my eyes out because I was under so much stress right before, but it was so sweet for him to just, I'm, I'm a random person from the internet. And yeah. he, just, he just sent me a, a handwritten letter telling me that he was rooting for me. And I mean, that's just the sweetest thing. That is really nice. Especially, like you said, if it's somebody you don't know that does something kind to you or yeah. for you. How did you find that? Uh, were you just searching, like, <clears throat> excuse me, keto cookies or something? Or, like, I don't, I don't really know how it came up. I can't, maybe one of my friends mm. um, found him or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's intriguing. So, you know, I'm always looking for different keto items and found him. He's awesome. So he's got this one package he sells, like it's got different jars in it, right? I'm not sure how many are in there, but they yeah. kind of look like, um, <laughs> they kind of look like, you know, like how, um, you go to a dispensary and they, <laughs> and they have the weed, like different flavors of like in a, like a variety pack kind of thing. Yeah. That's what yes. the jars look like. Right. I mean, I was like, this looks like a fucking weed thing, man. Like I was like, hell yeah. And if it's keto, I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good option. <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you find yourself posting? How many, how many times a day do you post? Mm, it just depends. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I will post on my stories more than I post on my, um, my page just cause like, I don't want to flood people, but you know, just update them with what I'm working on. Yeah. But I don't feel the pressure to have to do it. I okay. 
So you just so is your, your page? Are you just doing it as a like, like a, something that you want to do, or are you trying to grow it into like maybe like a, it would be like a business for you? Oh, I don't care if it turns into a business. Like I think I just love the connection with people yeah. who understand where I'm at. Cause a lot of people in my daily life don't, they haven't had plastic surgery. They haven't had major weight loss. So I don't have that aspect of connection with them. And I've reached, I've gotten so many people who've reached out to me just saying, thank you for being real with your journey. I've, I've struggled with some of the same things and we've built a friendship that I never thought I would build with people, random people. (laughs) So I, I follow this one guy on Instagram. Um, so he, he what well, he's his thing is he goes through people's like uh, posts and stuff like fitness people, like you know, like they call themselves pros or whatever, right? And in the picture or video, or no, sorry, in the pictures, he is like a Photoshop guru kind of guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Also, right? And he's like in the in the videos he that he's making of the pictures, he's like, why do people believe this? Like this is and the one I saw today. He, I mean, he went on for like. It was like two stories worth. Like, I think it was like 30 seconds or something like that. And if you don't pay attention, you never can tell. But now, now I saw a picture earlier online that I could see the thing was warped behind the girl. And I was like, holy shit, my guy, my guy, I'm going to send this to my guy, you know? But like, no, he just, he just, man, he just sits back and just attacks these people, man. Like, he's like, stop putting this false image of yourselves out of here. People are really trying to look like y'all. I mean, he just goes to town on them, man. It's unattainable. Yeah. Like, be real. I'm just like, I'm just a human just like you guys are. Like, I struggle with shit. I I get up and don't want to go to the gym, but I still go to the gym. Sometimes I don't want to eat healthy and I still do it anyway. It's, I mean, we all struggle. There's no, there's no sense in making your life look perfect. We all know it's not. Right. And like, you know, on his post, like on the things he's posting, he, ta- he tags the people that he's talking about. Like, so it's like... So- say John, John or whatever, he makes sure he f- follows the Instagram and then tags them and then post and, sh- and, sh- and, and all that stuff. So they like, you know, usually they don't ever say anything back to the guy because he know they know that he's right. Yeah. And then hopefully he'll just go away. Yeah. But like he, he's just like, please, please stop believing all the, everything you see. Cause he didn't even Ben says that. Remember like he's, what that, uh, a, a lot of people like we see on the internet don't look like that. Or was it, was it, was it Ben? They, no, they don't look. A, um, they don't look the same. Like twenty four. Eric Roberts. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was saying that they'll stalk pictures of themselves, mm-hmm. and then they can release them whenever they need to because they're not going to look like they're not going to have that four percent body fat uh, all year round. It's usually just for the competition they're entering or something like that. But we don't know that because we just see what they post and we just naturally think that's what they look like today. Right. Or yesterday or whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, like having a meal where you feel like extra. Like that's how I've been feeling lately, but uh, I don't know. I just, I've never wanted to be one who filters or edits my pictures because I'm struggling just like anybody else. I guess it just is. It's like, Social media feeds into people's insecurities because they did say there's a lot of people, like especially during the pandemic, who like had to do Zoom calls for work and stuff like that, that want to get plastic surgery because they're starting to see themselves all the time. Yeah. So I guess there's like two sides to every story. You know, like oh, you, yeah. if you're you may if you're just separately trying to deceive people or maybe you just want to look better for your picture. That's yeah. a, a totally different thing, I think. Yeah. So it, I think it goes down to intent. 
Like, what's your intent with the product you're putting out there? Oh, so like you're trying to sell something? Join no, my program like or something like that? If you're deceptive, like you're you're actively trying to deceive somebody or you just um, want to look better. No, these are know? people that own like companies and stuff that are trying to push products with people that he yeah. goes. He doesn't like, he. if he's like a fitness model or something like that or, or like a bikini model, he just usually leaves those alone. Like he yeah. doesn't ever say anything about those. But like, all the pizza on his page is usually people that own like a gym or they own like some supplement thing they created or, you know, they're trying to, or they'll steal people's pictures, like Dusty 300, he's pictures, and Keto Junkie, his stuff gets stolen a lot. Yeah, um, uh, Like on different pages, and oh yeah, this is my program. Look, this guy did it, and this guy did it, you know? And I usually send them to those guys when I if I see them, and just because, like, they're like, man, that's not what I did. You know, yeah. I did this. Like, yeah, thank you for reporting this to me, man. I, now I can report it to Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Man, you're a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, man, you got it. It's not fair. <laughs> you got some lady selling Kool-Aid to people that think they, that they use this program to look like that, right? That Like your water right there, Tony, could be a, a fucking, uh, you could have like diet pills in there or something, you know? Like drink this and you'll lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Those are the yeah. best. At the, at the oh, supermarket, God. those are the best, man. Those drive me insane. That's just so, such a lie. Such a lie. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like, man, what? What, what do you, so, you know, I never pick it up or anything. I'm just thinking like, what are they eating in those 30 days? Are they just doing like a juice? Like a, like a, they just uh, grinding everything in a blender or something? Well, I imagine you'd be losing a lot of water, like water weight. Yeah. Cause the if first like 10 pounds kind of is water weight usually, right? Is that, is that, I mean, I don't know if it's first 10 pounds, but I'm, I mean, if you're losing weight rapidly, it's probably water weight. Just like anybody that took a wrestler or a fighter, yeah. you're not actually losing fat. When they're cutting no. away. Oh, you're talking about when they get about a scale way on the scale? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, a quick fix is not something that's gonna help. No, because it's even like what we talked about yesterday, uh, with that WLS Barbie, um, like people that did biggest loser and how they'll lose that insane amount of weight. Yeah. But if they're not gonna be consistent with that program when they go back home, they're gonna gain yeah. that weight back. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, every, I mean, everything comes down to consistency. It's just even like if you want to get better at your job or get better at social media or podcasting or working out, it's just going to be consistent. 100%. And it's just like a relationship. If you want your relationship to work, you can't be half-assing it. Yeah. No. You know, so. And I think so many people just want it to be done in 30 days. And here, like, I mean, it took me almost two years to lose it. Yeah. And then even like, I mean, I'm keeping it off and I think, I honestly think maintenance is the hardest, but I mean, cause you can get complacent real quick and you're like, Ooh, I'm going to start slipping. And I'm very stubborn with it. Like some people are like, Oh, you're where you want to be. Like, it's okay to have a cheat year in there. And I'm like, it doesn't make me feel good. Number one, mm-hmm. but it's so easy to get into the, you're where you want to be. So you can you can relax a little. Yeah, you're, no, you're absolutely right. And I think the problem is that a lot of times people get to their goal and then they want to reward themselves for reaching that goal. And then they reward themselves a little too much and don't yep. get back on track. Yep. Why are you looking at me, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's, no, he's absolutely, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. So my, it's like my, I think you said that or my friend Polly said something like on our text message we have is that, man, when you climb that one mountain, that's the bottom of another mountain or something like that. That was the video you said. Oh, that was the video essential. Yeah. But like, you know, it's so true. Like 
just because I can fit into a large now. Okay, great. You know, I look, I look good. I look great. And then, oh, you know, I'll, I'll come off and, you know, it's like eating a little different stuff and stuff instead of just eating my keto, instead of just eating my quest pizza, I would want like a Domino's pizza or something like that, you know, like it, but like, and then I'll eat too much of it, feel like shit for like four hours after eating it. I mean, I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Why am I in so much pain? Yeah. Sugar makes me feel hungover. So I don't even cheat with that. That is a no cheat situation. I don't like it. It makes me feel gross. What would a cheat meal consist of for you? It's a very consistent cheat meal. (laughs) It was my first cheat meal. It was my cheat meal right before I had surgery. It's fried chicken and French fries. Mm. It's my favorite. That's good. It's my favorite. (laughs) So is it one of those things like when you get that meal, like it, it satisfies you enough until the next time? Yeah, I and I am like a one cheat meal kind of person. It is not my whole day is not gone because I've had my cheat meal. The next meal I am right back on. And I don't I actually don't feel guilty or bad about having a cheat meal here or there. It's just it's something I set my mind. I'm going to have this and <laughs> I'm going to pay for it, but it's OK. It's OK to break it up every so often. Yeah, yeah, because I know a lot of people, they operate under like a two hour window. So you yeah. have two hours to eat whatever you want to eat. Yeah. And then generally, like you said, you end up feeling like shit after you eat a lot more than you should. And you're like, man, do I really want to do this to myself? Like, especially like when you start working out and I know these fitness trackers aren't real or accurate or whatever. It's something to look at, you know, and uh, even the stuff on the ellipticals and stuff like that. But mm. it's like if you equate to that 200 calories you took to like an hour to that meal, yeah. is it really worth it in the long run? It's probably not. So much hard work to burn the calories that you just consume. Yeah. It's very eye-opening. It really is. It's like we we were just in Nashville this weekend, and right next to our hotel, we had this pizza place called five, Open Till 5 Pizza. Area mm-hmm. open till 5 a.m. So I'm like, hey, Tony, you want to get a pizza? He's like, I guess I could get something too. Okay. We walk o- It's literally across the street. So we walk over there, and... I'm like, I'll take that whole, <laughs> what the fuck? I go, yeah, I want that whole whole cheese pizza you have in that window right there. Thank you. And they give it to me, obviously. You know, they're, they're waiting, we're waiting, I'm now we're waiting on Tony's food and stuff. And we we go up back to our rooms and stuff. He's like, did you eat all that food yesterday? I was like, oh, that last, last, last night when we get back in the car to come back home, you know? he's. I was like, nah, man. Like after those cheese sticks, I probably had like two slices and the rest is just laid, waiting for that lady to throw away in the, in, that's going to clean the room. I'm like... Because yeah. I, I started feeling like shit. Your eyes are bigger than your stomach, man. Oh, yeah. it looks so good. I was like, oh, I could definitely finish. I could definitely finish this. And, uh, and then all the carbs fill you up real quick. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, when it's like you say, when we're working out and we're in the zone and stuff like that, when we do have that cheat meal or whatever it is, you get that gratification from there. And then you're like, okay, now, now we've got to go back onto it, you know? But I don't know. So what is a workout consist of for you well actually um i i want to hire a personal trainer for like a couple months at some point um just to make sure that my form is okay but i honestly i just grab my phone and go to pinterest and find a specific workout whether it's glutes whether it's arms whether it's legs whether i haven't started abs yet (laughs) i'm scared um but i just i start with my um i start on the treadmill and do my warm up, and then I go and do weights. So I probably spend about an hour total in the gym. And um, I was doing three days a week 
when I could start after surgery. And now I'm starting to bump it up to five days a week. So, so one of our friends, um, that's done the podcast. Well, I mean, he's a friend now because we, I talk to him a lot. And so does Tony, our friend, Ben, he's a personal trainer out of Colorado Springs in Colorado. And he has, he has a, uh, an app and it's uh, so on the app, you get to choose from four different programs, right? Or five different programs. And each program is set up differently for how many days you want to work out. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is like weights, right? So, and the program I chose that I haven't started yet is, um, the four day program where it's, you know, broken down into different things for the four days, but that's it. And, yeah. um, it's a uh, 15 bucks a month and, and, it's not and, bad at all. and, and he, he has videos also say it's bench press and you don't know how to do a bench press. You would push, push the bench press video link and it goes to his page where he's showing you how to execute the bench press. That's or, super helpful. Or I'll I'll, t- I'll send you the link. Or yes. it's this like um, bicep curl. Like per, he's like, if it's too heavy after your eighth and your first rep or something like that, then you may want to reduce the weight a little bit because you have four more uh, sets to go or something like that. You know, like so it's it's. I was looking at it and it's it's definitely my friend Mark is also going to do it. He said when he gets done with this program. When are you going to start tomorrow? You're supposed to start two weeks ago, man. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> I, mean, just... I mean, dog, we had vacations, man. I, mean, I had a work trip. I got. I can't I can't be like, hey, guys, I got to get my kale. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, everyone's like. No one said you had to eat healthy, but you could at least have been working out during no. the time period. No, you get the habit. I, I didn't want to uh, ruin my gains, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't want to ruin my gains, y'all. How do you feel about, like, accountability partners? Or do you like to do everything on your own? Um, actually I haven't really had any, I've just kind of done it myself. I'm my own accountability partner. Cause I yeah. always show up. Um, but it would be nice actually to have somebody go to the gym with me and just be like, you can do a little bit more. I mm. know you can, Yeah. but you know, I'm kind of just in my own head having to <laughs> tell myself I can do more. <laughs> now I noticed you mentioned that the social media has helped you out. Like as far as like meeting people like minded, like you, and I guess it's a keto space, correct? Yeah. So I would assume it's like you're building a community with your page. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Like they're just, I think it's also kind of healing because, you know, you obviously had the weight on you for a reason mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, all of the aspects that go with having that weight on you. But there are other people who are like, I can relate to your story. And then you guys, like, I mean, I'm just able to share with them and they're able to share with me. And I think in each of those conversations, there's a little bit of healing that happens each time. Now, as far as like uh, other people in that space, are they all like cheering you on? Or is there like some people like, oh, I have my page. I don't want to deal with somebody that's in the same space as me. I haven't come across that. I've just come across like, and I don't, I, I hate to kind of say this out loud, but um, I haven't really had any haters either. <laughs> like well, telling good. me, that's good. <laughs> like commenting weird things on my, on my stuff, which I'm grateful for, but you know, it's just, it's been just a back and forth of just encouraging each other. Cause I think the internet in the grand scheme of things is good. There's just a couple of, pieces of shit out there that those are the ones that everybody generally focuses on 
Because, yep. like I said, you can post something and somebody will post something negative, but you could have a hundred people saying something positive. And I guess they say it's just human nature that we kind of gravitate towards the negative sometimes. Because yeah. it's easier to believe. Yeah. And so, how important is positivity in your life? Oh, one hundred percent. I wouldn't. I don't think I would get through each day. Like, and I, you know, I have to. It starts with me. Mm-hmm. And. I had a moment towards the beginning of my journey. Like I was, I was chewing myself out in my head. I don't remember what it was, but I can tell you where I was. And I just, I stopped myself and I said, Jessica, would you say that to your best friend? Mm. And if the answer is no, which it is, let's be clear about that. uh, You shouldn't be saying it to yourself. And I, so then, you know, when other people talk about their failings, I'm just, like I, I stop them. I'm like, stop. What did you do? Good. Start from there. Don't pick yourself apart. You're the loudest person in your head. Don't pick yourself apart. Yeah. What did you do? Right. And go from there. So what was your space, your headspace like in the very beginning when you first were, um, uh, working start, out? before you started working out, before I started working out, I had already lost most of my weight. Okay. Um, so it was in a bu- much better headspace, but before I started keto, it was terrible. Mm. Like I can tell you right now up until like some before surgery, but definitely after surgery, I had no confidence in myself. Didn't love myself. I would prefer not to look at myself. Like, I mean, a little bit before, you know, surgery, but af- like, I would always pick myself apart and it wasn't until after surgery and seeing what, you know, I'm going to use this in quotes, normal people look like. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until that moment where I really just loved myself and I'm never going back Yeah, because <laughs> it's such a lonely, sad place in my mind. And now it's not, I mean, I still have my moments where I pick myself apart, but I try and stop myself in those moments because it doesn't lead to anything good. Now, as far as like the mental space, like when you were, before you start working out, like, what am I trying to ask? Like, uh, did you ever like get in the dark spot? During my journey? Yeah. I think it was more towards the beginning. Like there was a lot of shame because I just, I was like, man, I failed. Like I have to diet. I can't, I can't, no, I can't continue doing what I was doing. And I just, I felt a lot of shame in that. I had to pull myself out of it. And I, most of my journey was not, um, on Instagram. Most of it was not most of it. I did it by myself. And then one of my friends said, you know, you should really share your story. Yeah. And I was like, who's going to want to hear my story? just a person, but a lot of people can relate. And it's, that's been so healing for me. Well, yeah. And you know, just when other people hit you up, you know, even a random stranger you've never met, which is most people we see talk to on social media, right? Because we've never met each other and I've talked to you and, you know, it's like, and they're like, Oh man, good job or whatever. You know, that's fucking awesome. You know, I'm, 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 I'm close to where you are and, you know, I'm doing great. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow your page so I can keep on seeing your progress. I mean, this is awesome, you know? So in a way, it's like you're, you're, you're posting and it's holding – it's other people 
are using you as their inspiration to to stay on track. Yeah. So which is which is weird to me. I know Keto Junkie said that too. Like people say that to me and I'm like, how? I'm just I'm just a human who eats food. Like <laughs> Yeah, but but like you guys you guys have done something that a lot of people want to do. Yeah. But they just don't ever do it because they just don't know how or you know, they just don't know how to get out of the like to help themselves come up out of the funk and stuff. I saw a video today and there's a guy, he said, how many people are the greatest painters or singers ever that never tried? And it's not that somebody that tried and they didn't succeed. It's just, they never dabbled into something. Took the risk. Yeah. And that's most people. Most people stop because of outside influences or the inner bitch inside their head. That's telling them they're never going to succeed. Yeah. And like that's a whole, basically a lot of it is outside because it's a whole crabs in the bucket. Because a lot yeah. of people are like, I want you down here with me. I don't want you to be above me. Yeah. And it's like so sad that it stifles so many people from doing great things and bettering themselves because they're worried about somebody else's opinion of them. Is that a Gary Vee video? Is that, did you send that to us today? Uh, I may have sent it today. Oh, okay. But yeah. You know what? What I've noticed is people, it's easier to bring somebody down than to meet their level or to rise above. Mm. That's it's so easier. true. Yeah, it's you just sad. It's, and that's that says more about the negative person or the insecure person. That's their insecurity. It is. You know, and it's just, I don't know. I, I wish there was something that we could just like take a pill or something and just make people just have positive thoughts and, and <sighs> to, to pass that out to other people. That would be that would be amazing. Yeah. Can you imagine the world we would be in if everybody just had this positive outlook on life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like you see everything that's going on, especially like in Ukraine and Russia and stuff like that. Like, yeah, if, man. if these people yeah. like maybe did mushrooms or ayahuasca, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they, maybe they'd be in a better headspace. They microdose Putin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's you know. It's what's going on over there is just is fucking crazy, man. Like I saw something. That, I mean, we have our own problems here. Let's not just act like we don't have them. Here right. Too, but. Yeah. Yeah, we do. But yeah, it's just I, I really harp on like positivity, man. Like it's it. I, I told this to them yesterday when I was talking to Raul and the, the, the Barbie chick. Uh, WLS. Yeah. Barbie. But like one day I was at work and something I do IT for a living and when something wasn't going right. And I was like, man, today's going to be a bad day. And I said to myself, like, why am I thinking like that? Yeah. And it's just like that whole, if you got to have that whole right mindset with anything you want to do, because if you're in a negative space, it's like seeing a car, like you see like that slug a bug or seeing a color. If you see it, it's going to constantly see it because it's in your head. So if you're yeah. constantly thinking negative thoughts or something's going to be bad, then you're always going to think something's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when I got my... When I got my car, Tony, the Volkswagen, I'd never seen that car before. And now I see it everywhere. I'm just like, <laughs> yes. Is this car always been on the road? Like, is, did we all buy it at the same time or what? Like, yes, you all bought it at the same time. It's <laughs> just like, God, man. Yeah. Like, you, same thing with positivity, though. If you can think a positive thought, you'll start seeing more opportunities than less than stuff. Yeah. You know, like I used to get, I mean, I used to get, fucking 
flustered at work all the time. Like this is just like a couple, like, like six, seven months ago over little things that even though they weren't my fault, it's a simple fix that I can do to fix it. But instead I would be like, you know, I can't do this because, you know, they didn't do what they were supposed to do on their end. So now you're just not going to get it or whatever. Right. But then sit back and think, it's like, you know, fuck all that. I'm not going to think like that anymore. I'm just going to fix the problem and keep on going forward. That way it's easier for me the next time I'm in the account or whatever it is. Right. Cause I sell beer and I love it. It's fun. Yeah. So figure out what you can do. Yeah, exactly. So when you were losing weight, how did you dress? Or before and after? Um, well, all I could really shop at was Torrid, which there's not very many options, but I still was I liked bright colors, but I would still avoid a lot of things. And then the more I would lose weight, I don't know. I feel like I was dressing in looser clothes and I but I'd have gold clothes mm-hmm. to get into. I would not buy a, a bunch of clothes. <clears throat> I did not buy a bunch of clothes until just recently. <laughs> 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 but I told my husband I have um, uh, like 15 years of making up for not buying clothes. So, you know. We're going to need trip. a bigger house. More, <laughs> more closets. Another closet. We're going to have to put an addition just for yeah. a closet. Because <laughs> I know like with him, when he lost weight, he would still wear like the clothes from when he was massive. Yeah. And it's just like, why are you putting all this hard work in to cover yourself up? And then you end up looking worse by wearing these big clothes <laughs> than clothes that fit you. He's always like, what do you think? I mean, what's going through your, your customer's head seeing you dress like this, man? Like, what do they say? I was like, they don't ever say anything to me. They're just like, what's up? And well, tell the story you told me about, the guy at your work, what he thought your age was. No. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, or maybe like two months ago, I was in one of my accounts and me and this guy become, have become friends. Cause I've been, I was working for Miller Coors at first and now I work for Budweiser uh, Bush, you know, and I've been, he's been in my account ever since the Miller house. And so we were just bullshitting one day and I was like, and he goes, he goes, I was like, oh yeah, I remember the ice storm in the nineties. So we were in Memphis. We had a really bad ice storm in 94. Like yeah. everything was shut down for like three weeks. And, um, so I was like, yeah, I was a kid. He's like, when I go in 90, in the nineties, man, I was a kid in the fucking nineties. I was 14 <laughs> only in the 1994. He goes, more like 34 or 24. I was like, man, <laughs> fuck you. And then I go, I go, you know what? I'm not saying any fucking beer. He's like, I'm just kidding, man. Come back here. I'm like, no. But why did he think that about you? Oh, well, I had a big ass, like my beer was growing out a little again. And how were you dressing? I don't know. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't significant, clearly. Yeah, no, it was, it was like, uh, so I had this. University of Memphis hoodie on? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he wore like ripped pants and they were extra baggy. He still has this old belt that he still puts holes in instead of hey, buying a new hey. belt. New Curtis, belt. Curtis has the his belt too. Well, I told Curtis not to encourage you with that bullshit. <laughs> so like he was like belt. He, was, it. he was like he was he was like so you know, we're going out of town. Are you going to wear this Riley S belt? I'm like, no, I got a new belt for and out see, of town. <laughs> this is the thing I didn't understand. Like, he would always be like, I want to look better for out of town when people are never going to see you ever again. But in town where you live, <laughs> you don't give a fuck about your appearance. On your everyday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, now I wear, now I wear fitting clothes. 
do you Good. feel better? Like, I'm sure you probably get compliments instead of like stares. Like, what is this homeless man doing in our <laughs> store right now? Is that guy about to steal from us? <laughs> but no, um, extra produce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no, it's like you know, uh, I, I guess no, I'm not. I guess you're right. It does look better for my like my company and because they will never say anything. Hey, well, man. not even your company for yourself. No, that's man, what I'm like, saying. Like it, it looks good for me, right? And I don't know, I'm representing the company, so it's a win-win for both of us. Yeah, yeah. I think whenever you should always just put your best foot forward, whatever you think yeah. you do. You know, don't half-ass it. Yeah. So like maybe maybe they wanted to say something to me, but since I knew them from a long time ago, you know, they just didn't. I don't know. It should be like I said. Everything you do should be based off bettering yourself, yeah. not outside. Like this, even we're talking about like people at the thing where they're not wearing a shirt or uh, oh being yeah, embarrassed about something. Like who cares what somebody else is thinking? If you're comfortable doing it and you're not hurting yeah. anybody, yeah, exactly. Let it be. I mean, do it's not like we're born with fucking clothes. Yeah, you know. Really? So, yeah. What's your next question? On your notepad over there. <laughs> oh, I got a little notepad. <laughs> so what's next? Like, what are you going to do? Like, what? Are you going to try to sign, sign up with my buddy Ben with the personal program that he has? I think that would be interesting because it'd be helpful. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to find my way through. Yeah. Through but, you know, it's like it, it, it gives you uh, it tells you exactly what you have to do that day. And like, yeah. you know, then, and then if you do the four days, it's, you know, every other day or whatever but like i don't know it's definitely a win he's a he's a, he knows all he definitely knows what he's talking about so do you do cardio or are you just strictly weight training cardio and weights so i start i start with cardio but somebody told me i should not be starting with cardio but it's working for me so i don't really give a fuck what they say yeah so <laughs> the reason they say that you should do your weights first is that because you get a better pump because oh, if you do your okay. if you do your cardio first, right? If you do your cardio first, you're using up a lot of your energy doing cardio. So yeah. when you get to the weight side, you're you don't have as much energy as you were fully fresh when you first walked into the gym. I've seen a couple of videos on this. Like um, Drew Manning said something about it that he does weights and then elliptical. I mean, then uh, whatever on the cardio side. Um, I've seen a couple other guys. I've, we have two guys on the podcast that he's they've shared videos of them talking about. They do um, if you're gonna if you're gonna do cardio, do it second because a lot of these guys just do weights. You know that's yeah. their that's their cardio because they're yeah. putting so much energy into it and sweating so much and stuff like that. Well, that's what yeah. Ben's program. They don't do cardio at all. It's just strictly weight training. Yeah. So on the program, it's just you know whatever that is for those that day because he does something called giant sets, which is four exercises back to back to back. To mm. back, and then you take your two minute break, and then you do your second round. Oh, then, got it. I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I've and like, and all this, all the, all the exercises are like kind of next to each other. So the bench press will be right here, and then you know, like if you're doing decline, decline probably could be right next to it. You know, like the bench for the decline. But like he 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 set it up on the app to where the stuff is together. That way, it's not <laughs> it's not. Like one's not here. If you guys, if you go to the gym in the afternoon, you're more than likely not going to go boom, 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 because yeah. you know people's going to probably gonna be on if it depends on the size of the gym. But yeah. if you go in the morning, like you, you probably could be able to do all of it quick. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you were in the process of losing weight, did you have your children before or after? I had my daughter before. She was 
seven when I started. Now, when you look at your child, was that a motivating factor to I living think so. a healthier life? Because like I wouldn't go on hikes. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't do a lot of activities because number one, there's a weight limit on a lot of things. Yeah. And so that would keep me from doing things. And I mean, I could walk around and do all that stuff, but yeah, I mean, I'm now the one pushing us to do things yeah. and pushing us out of our comfort zone because I want to, because I couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I don't have children, but I always hear like, that's a love that you've never experienced before. So I would yeah. imagine you want to do anything you possibly can to be here longer for them. Cause we had this guy, his name is little white. He's a local, uh, well, he's a pretty big rapper, but a lot of people in Memphis know who he is. And he, lost his father to like heart disease or something yeah. like that. So then he was like, man, I need to get in shape because I want to be here for my children. Yeah. You know, and it's just like when you start thinking about other somebody else than yourself, then it's even more reason to do something. Yeah. And I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was my one. Of, and I know this is like super cliche, but like YOLO has been a real like, in my mind lately, I don't want to live my life sitting on the couch. Yeah. I want to, I don't want to actually skydive. I'll probably indoor skydive, (laughs) like zip lining, doing all those things, going on hikes. Like I don't, you can't do that from the couch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do live longer than most people have in the past, but it's still a short blip of time in the grand scheme of things. So it's like, why would you want to, live your life uncomfortable and not being able to do things because your weight is holding you back. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, and it's sad that like some people can't get that mental switch. Cause I'm sure a lot of it has to be mental because I don't think anybody wants to be out of shape. No. You know? And so like, that's when people judge people for that thing. You don't know what's in their head and why they, what could have happened, like some trauma possibly or, or whatever, you know, that made them sometimes resort to food for comfort. Because I think it was, I want to say it was like Gourmet that was saying that like food was like his friend. I think it was Gourmet. You know, and, and to have somebody as a, a human resort to food as being a friend instead of an actual person, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear it's that. Hug. Yeah. It's sad, but it's just there's so many people that are hurt in this world and like goes back to kindness, like always just do something good to to help somebody else. Because like I said, it's like the butterfly effect. If you help somebody else, maybe that might inspire them to do something for somebody else. Absolutely. And then this world will be a better place. Yeah. And also realizing that. How other people treat you is based on their own in- insecurities. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do yeah. with you. It took me so long to learn that. And because I thought, you know, I mean, people do treat me differently now that I've lost weight, but it also has everything to do with being an easy target for their own insecurities, for their own pain and for their. I guess I was just. Like I said, an easy target. So did you deal with a lot of like mean girl situations? I did. I, I did. I didn't have very many friends. Mm-hmm. Um it was like my sister was um, small my whole life. So she was very popular. She fit in. I did not. And it was lonely. Yeah. 
it was so lonely. I have a couple friends that I still have from childhood. And like, I mean, they're just salt of the earth. They've said to me, I never saw you that way, which wrecks me every time they say it, because I'm like, how could you not see me that way? Mm -hmm. Because they truly love me and care about me that they saw who I was, not just what I look like. And see, I wonder sometimes, especially like kids, do they, I don't know if they realize the words, how impactful they are to somebody else, because it's like, you can say something mean to somebody and you just go about your day and you don't think anything about it, but that's written space in the other person's head. And it's like, it's just, it's like they say swallowing poison, you know, it's yeah. just like, it's just killing you. And it's just, and it's just, I don't know. It's. I don't know. And like in this online culture, I think a lot of kids don't get away from that shit like back in the day, you know, because yeah. before you could be like, OK, I'm going to go home and then not be bullied. But now you're getting bullied online and all this yeah. other stuff. So it's everywhere. Yeah, it's just sad, man. Like how, like I said, we're all human. So treat yeah. us with respect, you know, regardless of what you think about somebody. I was asking I was asking I was talking to my nephew and my niece the other day when I was over at their house. I was like. So is bullying still like a big thing in school or is it kind of like going away? Like, is it, is it finally, you know, like is all the stuff don't treat people bad? Is it finally starting to work and stuff? My, my nephew goes, man, honestly, like we really don't see much of it. And we usually, if we do see it, like it's, we get it squashed, like, you know, right away. And then, then, then we just, you know, really, we, we just don't talk to the person that was trying to be mean to the person or whatever it is. Like he was telling me like, and I was like, when we were in high school, like it was the thing to bully people, like you know, or try to, or whatever, as much you fuck with people as much as you possibly could, yeah. right? And then, and then you're not going to say anything because you don't want to get bullied even more, right? Or beat up. And that's, and I'm glad that's kind of, maybe that's just here in Memphis or where they go to school, you know. But like, at least it's working somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I would say it's more prevalent now. Because, like I said, with the online stuff, it's just—I mean—you hear about these school shootings and yeah. all kind of stuff. Like, I'm sure that's some of that's directed because the kid felt attacked. Oh and yeah, that was their outlet to take care of somebody. Oh yeah, you know, and it's sad that like all these lives are shifted because somebody was mean to somebody when they could have led with kindness. Yeah, and that's another thing. I think like mental health is something that people need to do more with like physical health is great, but mental health, like our brain is, is a tricky thing because yeah. it can be telling you that you're fucked up. The yeah. thing that's supposed to be telling you're okay is telling you you're fucked up. And it's yeah. like, how do you fix that? So like, especially like they say a lot of men and stuff like that have an issue where they don't want to talk to somebody else because they don't want to look like weak, yeah. you know? And, and sometimes like kids don't want to talk to their friends because they don't want to be made fun of. Yeah. But I mean, if we put more forth, effort with that i think it would help so many people out because like i said like i said earlier i don't think anybody's intentionally trying to be a bigger person and it could find out why like they have this issue with food or you know whatever and if you could mentally break down it the issue then you could probably nip it in the butt a little bit earlier if if it were okay to just be like i'm struggling and not be met with okay you know and be met with i'm sorry tell me about that like yeah i that needs to happen more and honestly that's happened a lot more with my journey i felt more comfortable just saying i just can't today mm -hmm. it's a rough day 
instead of like, you know, trying to power through because, you know, that's what you do. But I think just normalizing, admitting that you're not okay and that you're working on it to be better. I think, I think that's so refreshing. You guys, I think if more people said, get over it, or I'm sorry, less people said, get over it or just suck it up and actually listen to somebody's issues, people would probably talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think just for a lot of us, it's our pride that keeps us from just admitting that we're flawed Mm -hmm. and that we're struggling. And really, I honestly think just the most connection comes when you can just let your walls down and say, I'm just, I'm struggling with this. And somebody else being like, well, you were brave enough to say that. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with that too. And, you know, just having that connection. I I wish more people did that to just be like, I'm not perfect because like with social media, you have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at a lot of the accounts that have a lot more follows, those people pretend to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's just be real. Just be real. Yeah. It's just like that whole like Kardashian (laughs) ecosystem. Like, all these girls now want the big butts and the lip fillers and all this stuff. For And it's just like these people are putting this image out there. And it's just like, why are you trying to make people think that that's okay? Like, that's what they have to be like. I don't follow them, but I heard somebody put like this the other day. Like, I wonder the amount of hate they get on a regular basis on their bodies. Oh, my God. It's got to be insane. You know, like, and I think a lot of the, like, the kids like got brought into that at a young age. So then they felt like they had to change their looks. So they didn't even get a chance probably to grow into their looks, you know, cause everybody probably goes through like an ugly duckingly phase, you know, at one time or another. Yep. And it's like, is you're always in the media and you're always being critiqued by adults and people online. I mean, it's going to take a toll on you that makes, I mean, look at Mike, what happened to Michael Jackson. Yeah. I mean, he was actually a good looking guy, but then he did all this stuff to yeah. him because he was so insecure. And imagine how he would have been in the social media age, yeah. you know, where people oh had direct access to him. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, it's sad. It's just sad how like some people just bully people, you know, it's just, I don't get it. I really well, it's it. like you just said, like now, you know, Kendall and Kylie were, were raised in the, on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. And, now, they're not Kindle and Kylie's. Well, yeah, Derek's kids. Well, I don't know if Kylie has a kid, but the rest of them have kids, and they, their kids are growing up on TV, right? They just signed some massive. I'm at, I saw the number like a couple of days ago. I forget it, but it was some massive deal with Hulu to to move their show from E Channel or whatever it's called, Entertainment TV, to Hulu, and they make a show. Like they're, I forget, it was something stupid, man. They're all making ridiculous money to be on the show. But at what cost? Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, and you know, some of them have like legit businesses outside of like the show and stuff like that. Cause, uh, Kendall, uh, Kylie, Kylie has Kylie Cosmetics and she sold 48% of it or something like that. And at one point with the stocks, she was a billionaire. Mm. Now she's come down a little bit. You know, like she's like a 900 millionaire or something like that. But like, and then the uh, uh, Kim Kardashian, she just bought a plane for like $320 million. So like they're making money, but like 
who the fuck i just know about this shit because i watch i I go on tmz like at least one every other day or something like that just i scroll for a little bit okay but like who's watching these shows like like regularly like and you know who it is it's the little kids it's It's a lot of people i mean we know people that have modeled themselves after them yeah and it's like you know know, the little kids are watching this and like oh i'm gonna be just like them and then and you know and mom is like yeah you should because look how successful instead of saying yeah you should start a business or yeah we'll get you plastic surgery when you're 16 yeah or you know like whatever instead of teaching them maybe you should start a business to one i want to take your little cookie company to make it something you know like yeah or whatever which is so sad because it's like taking away their uniqueness. Yeah. What makes them them? They're trying to emulate somebody else. And in that, you just, you sacrifice everything that is you. And that's, I mean, we need all of us. We all bring something to the table. Yeah, because everybody was alike. It'd be boring. So know? boring. It's like, and also, also like a kid, kid sports is like this now where these kids are playing, if they play baseball or softball, they're playing year round uh, because, you know, they're trying to mold these kids into like the next uh, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. or whatever, you know, and like every kid that goes out there to play soft baseball or softball, there's maybe one in Tennessee that's playing minor or peewee softball or whatever that's going to make it to the world series right or or to to major league the number is so small and these and you keep on seeing stories about these parents attacking the referees and stuff i'm like dude like let the kid have fun and you gotta think about not only now are you your or your dad went out there and made an ass of your family and you know they're gonna get bullied for that right like it's like uh, your dad knows we're 12 years old, right? And we're not going to, we're not playing for money, right? He does understand, you know, and they're going to f- harass that person, that girl, the guy, whatever it was, you know, like, it's like, man, fuck. So much pressure and these kids don't get to find their passion. No. Like, So what impact do you see yourself leaving on the world? Oh, man, I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just me. <laughs> I am just me. Like I hope that I make somebody smile at some point. I'm a sarcastic bitch, but (laughs) I like, I, I just hope that when people think of me, they think good things. Like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there are some people that are going to think bad things about me, but you know, I just hope that I leave a good impact. Like, have you had people reach out to you and like in your DMS or like on a picture, they comment like something positive that, that your content has made them feel a certain way. I don't, I think it's made them feel more comfortable. There's a couple of people who are getting ready to go through surgery and a couple of people who have had it. And they just say, thank you for being there because like, it's just, it's one of those things that's super lonely because not a lot of people can relate. And I've reached out to a couple of people and they just kind of brushed me off. And I'm like, mm. oh, I just, I just want to know, mm. like, I just, I, we don't have to be friends. I just, I just want information and to not feel like I'm by myself. And so I would, I mean, some people have reached out to me or they'll say, your story is so similar. Like, I'm so glad that I found you because I felt so alone growing up. And now I can see that somebody else can relate. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, like I said, that community is, is, is a thing that a lot of people need. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what they say. A lot of kids join gangs because they, they feel lonely. Like they're yeah. looking for something like some structure. They don't get that at home. So they look for that. So like, even like in the weight loss community, if you're always feel like you're alone and no one knows what you're going through, it's going to yeah. be a dark place. And if you can go online and do a hashtag and pull up your content yeah, and then you're able to, you're willing to respond to them too. Like yeah. it's that probably brightens the fuck out of their day. You know? And I don't care if they're doing keto. I don't care if they're working out. Like if they're like working to actively better themselves, like, I mean, I'm going to be a big cheerleader for you because that's what I needed. Like, I don't, I don't care what you're doing. I'm not buying your groceries. So what does it matter? Like, I don't have to deal with the consequences of what you're eating. So why does it matter? Like, I just, if you're bettering yourself, like I'm going to be here to cheer you on. Like, I don't care if you've just lost 10 pounds. I don't care if you've lost 50. I don't care if you've lost 350. Like you inspire me. The fact that you are getting up each day, making a decision to better yourself. Like that is inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. I love that. So how, like what process you go, process did you go through to like to research the surgery? Like if somebody's looking to get into the surgery. So you, I just looked for surgeons in my my area. And I know this is going to sound really like superficial, but I actually chose my doctor mainly because of the belly buttons. (laughs) And I know that sounds really superficial. What does that mean? That's a big thing. Finish what you're saying. I got something on that. There are some people that it doesn't look like you have a normal belly button. It looks very fake. And my surgeon, who I absolutely love, like I I was looking at a lot of before and afters because he has a lot. Um, Dr. Neiman, plastic surgery in Salem, Oregon. Love him. Um, but I was looking at a lot of his before and afters. And then I went and started looking at the reviews and he's actually the only doctor that I talked to. I felt so incredibly comfortable. I like, you have to make sure that you feel comfortable with your surgeon, that he hears you, he or she hears you, that, um, he's, he or she is willing to work with you and give you what you're needing and being real and upfront with you about, okay, afterwards, it's not going to look perfect. Mm-hmm it's going to look better than it does. And we're going to get rid of this skin in this area. But I mean, I think the best part for me was I just felt so comfortable. Like I was, I immediately had the reaction that I was making the right decision. And how much pounds of skin did they remove? Do you know? I do. I asked, I wish they would have taken video in the surgery, but you know, if I could have a good body and not have the video, I'll take it, whatever. Um, So they removed 12 pounds of skin and fat mm. and then they put back two for my boobs <laughs> <laughs> and so That's awesome. what is the thing with the belly button now oh like, so okay so it's like sometimes also this happens when, when um, i mean i think she had the surgery so let's let oh yeah sorry uh, i thought you were asking me no no you go you go mine is completely different what you were about to say so no, I want to know what you have to say. Say it, and then probably I'll say false mine. information. No, it's not. So I have a friend, and she had two kids, and she got pretty big from the kid, like at separate times, right? And her belly button got uh, out of shape or something like that, and she had to get like she got a procedure done on it, and now it's messing up again. She said, and now you can get like a tattoo about the belly button, something like that, and it, it looks like a real tat- belly button then. So it's like 3D, something like that. Yeah, hmm. she's, she's she, belly Yeah, she was thinking of getting it done because she doesn't know if she wants to get cut again. I don't blame her though. Yeah, so. that's 
that's traumatic. But like, I don't know what he did. Like, I don't know if there's like a clamp on the inside, but like they cut off my belly button. My old belly button is gone. It's Mm. no longer there. They cut it off. And I don't know if he like cuts an incision in the skin and then attaches it somehow. I don't know. But like, I've even had people look at my belly button and they're like, that looks like just a normal belly button. But some people, it looks like a slit, like a long slit. And I don't, I don't want my belly button to look like that. Interesting. I did not. That's something I never would have thought about. Yeah. Like I always yeah. tell people, since doing this podcast, you realize how much you don't know until you talk to somebody that knows something. Yeah. Well, and even going into it, I don't feel like I was super informed it was nice to have other people who had either just gone through it to know somewhat of what to expect or some people who had gone through a while back and said, you need to ask these questions. You need to get the, these answers and, and go from there. Mm. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like the belly, I would, I just assume it would be like the normal belly button. I didn't think about like it wouldn't be there anymore because they have to, well, get, they have to read surgeon belly buttons. Like, Go look it up. They vary depending on the surgeon. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I guess that would be a big deal, especially if you're going to be wearing a bikini and stuff like that. It's like, yes. where's my belly button at? Yes. They're like, is that person an alien? Like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on over Well, there? the aliens are here. So, you know, we do know that. <laughs> but like, you know, earlier we were talking about like community, our keto community, weight loss community and stuff like that. Yeah. This is what I think made Weight Watches so successful back in the day because this is a group of people that could got together every week talked about you know because i went with my mom a couple of times mm-hmm. and like we get there everyone like hi 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 oh this is my son he wants to do it you know i'm like okay i'll do it or whatever and you they so they'll weigh you and then they'll give you like a, like a little thing like what you should eat and stuff like that you know and then you go back the next week but it's every week it's this people everyone's together in a room for like an hour and a half just talking and you know, everyone's just talking about how, how it was an easier weight loss or weight gain or whatever, you know. And, like, that was, like, the original community, I think. Like, because you actually went somewhere because obviously there was no internet and stuff. Like, you actually went yeah. somewhere and you met people you don't see every day and stuff. Yeah. So what does a day-to-day meal consist of for you, like, eating? Mm, it I change it up because I don't. Okay, I know a lot of people like to meal prep and have the same thing throughout the week. I can't do that. I can do like one day of leftovers. Yeah. But really, honestly, all I do is go to Pinterest. I have my Pinterest like broken down into keto meals, whether it's breakfast for dinner or um, different different items, different casseroles, different desserts, different all of this. Like, And so then I meal plan for two weeks and go grocery shopping for that. And then I will make different meals, but it's like meals that I would have outside of keto that I have made keto. So then sometimes I'll have like, sometimes I skip breakfast. I don't know if I'm really feeling hungry, then I'll eat. Um, but then I'll eat like a salad or some of, I really like the real good, like chicken nuggets. Mm. <laughs> Those are re- <laughs> really good. That's the brand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Real good is the brand. And oh, they have okay. on they have like chicken breasts and um, enchiladas and stuff like that. They have those at Costco. I swear I'm like a 40 year old and a 30 year old body. I've always <laughs> Costco is my, my jam, <laughs> but yeah, like my food varies on a daily basis. The salad, what you're talking about, the real, the real food. I first yeah. saw that on Darnell's page Oh, okay. and I was like, Hey, what is that? He's like, man, you can get it from Kroger and you know, it, yeah. it's like, 
so it's keto, you know, and the one you're talking about from Costco, I put it in my cart one day and I was like, oh, I just got chicken. What the fuck? Because I don't eat meat. But it yeah. just said enchiladas, you know, like sour cream oh, enchiladas yeah. or something. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. We bought a party tonight. And I was like, it's got chicken in it. I got sad. Yeah. Mm. There was chicken in the tortilla. Yeah. The well, then, you know, you, you can make pizza crust from shredded chicken. Yes. I've seen, I've seen that, seen but that. I've never done it. Yeah. I saw it on, I think it was maybe Gourmet's page or. Maybe it was Curtis's page. I don't remember, but like, I was like, and you know, it's got like 70 grams of protein because it's chicken, you know? Like, I was like, damn, like, I don't know. Protein intake has been really important to me after. So, I mean, it should have been before surgery, but again, I was, I was just finding my way through everything, but like I had to start upping my protein after surgery to help with healing. So the real good stuff has a ton of protein. And that's why I went with them after surgery. Now, when you cook or your family cooks, is everybody eating the same meals? Yep. That's, that's probably that's supportive. Very, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Very helpful. It is. And I mean, it helps that I'm a good cook. So some people who come to my house, like, cause when people come to my house, I will still make keto food. Mm. And some people will be like, this is keto. Like they say, multiple people have said that to me. I'm like, yep. I eat good. <laughs> well, you know, for the longest time, I thought keto before I actually started looking into it was, you know, butter, cheese, bacon, and oil. You know, that's like what they say. And when people hate on keto, oh, all that oil and bacon is going to give you high cholesterol, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, like, stop, man. I got so many people I'm friends with on Instagram now that I've done keto, lost hundreds of pounds each yeah. or whatever. Like, you're not, yeah. you're not, you're not correct, man. You're wrong. Like, they're uneducated. Yeah, I was like, it. That might be your thought. That might be your opinion on it, but your opinion is incorrect because I can send you links to any of these guys' people's pages, and they've done it using the keto, whichever method they choose. Yeah, and you know, it's it's more than just fats. There's so much more to it. You got to get your vegetables. You got to get your fiber. You got to get your protein. Like, however you do it, you do it. Yeah. So, are you keto for life? Yeah. Interesting. I, like it's easy for me now. Yeah. Like it's second nature. I actually don't sometimes like I'll have to think about cooking something for somebody else. And I'm like, how do I, how do I cook with those ingredients again? Cause I like, I bake and cook all the time. It's just one of the things that I love to do. So this was an easy transition for me to make everything keto. Um, but using like I made mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving last year. I was like, I'm going to have mashed potatoes and I had them and I forgot, <laughs> forgot how to make them. And I know that's <laughs> so stupid because it's basic, but, and they weren't even good. And yeah. I was like, oh. so what would a keto version of mashed potatoes be? Um, a lot of people do cauliflower. Cauliflower. Remember you made one time. I don't remember. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was good. I don't remember. It needs to be doctored. I think sometimes yeah. like, that's what I call it, doctoring it, like adding adding a whole bunch of stuff to hide the fact that it's cauliflower. <laughs> but then you better be careful though when you when you buy the cauliflower uh, uh, hash or whatever it's called, you know, like from Kroger, it's frozen usually, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, the sodium is like a hundred percent for your daily intake, mm-hmm. so yeah. like it's gonna it's gonna make you feel like you gained weight the next day if you get on the scale for sure. How do you feel about weighing yourself? Is that something you avoid or, or what? So I was doing it uh, nearly every day before surgery. And after 
I've tapered off because I'm still dealing with a lot of swelling. So it, it messes with me mentally. And I'm like, I'm not where I thought I would be. Cause I didn't lose any weight after surgery, even though they took off 10 pounds total. Like, I mean, plus the two. So I count it as 10. Um, I didn't lose anything because of all the swelling. And it's just, it's such like, it's such a mind fuck because you're dealing with the swelling thinking that you should be lower than you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm still dealing with swelling. So I just, I will weigh every so often, but that might be once a month. I'm just focusing on my nutrition, getting in the gym, moving. That's my focus. So you do more what you feel like than what your the scale shows. Yep. And what my clothes are feeling like. Yeah. If it, to feel tired, I'm like, I'm going to have to taper things back a little bit, but yeah, because I would imagine if you're constantly weighing yourself, it get discouraging. Cause like I said, you, I mean, being a woman, you, your cycles can throw your weight off, uh, yes. you know, like what you ate, how much water you consume, you know, it's just, yep. I feel like the only people that should honestly weigh themselves every day is like a wrestler, like in high school or something like that. Cause you have to, you know, you have to be a certain, and you're usually wrestling under your actual weight that you're, walking around at yeah. and like, you know, like Mark, Mark, our friend, Mark, he weighs, this is when we, when we first, when he first started losing weight, he would weigh himself every day. Cause he was just so used to before being a wrestler, being a wrestler, you know? And like, I think that's the only people that actually should weigh themselves every day. Because like you just yeah. said, you never know if you have too much sodium or you drink an extra five glasses of water that day yep. and you don't flush it out. It, when you step on that scale, it might it might reflect. It might show that you gain some weight, right? But like negatively impact your brain when you're still doing the right things. It's like, damn, man, I, I did all that this week and I only only took off two pounds. Like, no, 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 this can't be right, man. And then you know they might discourage you. Because I mean, yeah. I think your body knows what's best for you too. Because you shouldn't lose too much weight too fast because that's not healthy. No, no, not at all. You know, yeah. it's just like like I love watching Naked and Afraid, and like those people will be out there like starving. I don't know why they're doing it, but they're out there doing it. <laughs> And then they'll lose so much Yolo, weight. baby. They lose so much <laughs> weight. They lose so much weight. And it's just like their body is just keeps going because it's like, you're, you, and then you go into like starvation mode. So it starts yeah. eating the muscle and stuff like that. So it's just like your body like knows how to survive. Yeah. I always say like, cause I have a couple friends who are still trying to lose weight. Just listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Is your body feeling good with what you're eating? If not, okay, then let's change it up. But don't go based on the scale. Number one, who you are is not that number. Right. (laughs) So many people get caught up in that number. And just because it goes down or up doesn't make you any better or worse of a person. Like, just listen to your body. How's your body feeling? The weight will come off. Just keep making good, healthy decisions. That is a good, good thing for people to hear. Because like I said, I think a lot of people... They have that goal, like I want to be two hundred five. But what does two hundred five look like on you? Two hundred five on you doesn't look like two hundred five on somebody else. Like you can watch fighters; they both are in the same weight class, but their body types are completely different. Way different. Is it from the muscle, like more muscle? Like so, one guy looks different, or just like and height? Height comes into it too, though, right? I mean, it's just everything. Lose too. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to keep. Tying up your time, we appreciate everything you've done with us tonight. Uh, we always ask people, what advice would they give people? Start small. Oh, good. Take 
one step. Focus on the meal in front of you. You did good on that one. Okay. Start with the next one. Same thing with exercise. Start small. So many people think that they have to go to the gym and spend an hour and a half, two hours in the gym. No, just walk half a mile for the first week. Mm -hmm. Then the next week, bump it up. Keep bumping it up little bit by little bit. Take little steps because if not, you get overwhelmed thinking, I have to conquer this whole mountain instead of just the step in front of you. It's like that movie, uh, What About Bob? And it said baby steps. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, because he like I was like. I lost your sound. Oh, you can't hear us? Oh, okay. Now I can. Oh. I lost you it. It's not. It, it's like that movie. Uh, what About Bob? And Baby oh, yeah. Steps. You know, like where uh, Bill Murray, he's like afraid of everything. And <laughs> they're like, just walk one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. And you can actually do, you know, something great or whatever. Little steps add up to such a big thing. Because there's a guy, I don't know who the guy is, but he's he's on this podcast one time. And he's like, if you work out today and then go home, you're not going to see a change. But if you go consistently and do it, you'll start seeing it over time. Yep. And everybody okay. wants to gain or lose weight overnight, but you didn't gain it overnight. No. You know, so it's just like you got to get that mindset of patience. Like yeah. patience is one of the things that most of us take for granted and we don't appreciate. And I think that comes a lot with social media, too, because yeah. now you see everybody has something. You're like, well, how they get they got that overnight? You don't know the work that they put in to get their shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So you got to take that patience and put that with you. And then if you're consistent and patient, yeah. the end goal will be there eventually. I have one more thing too. Mm-hmm. take pictures. Uh, All the time, take pictures. Pictures don't lie. The scale will lie. <laughs> pictures will not. This guy right here, he uh, saw a video of this guy who did like 90 days working out. He stood in front of the calendar every single day and then he like made a montage of the whole thing. And so he got a calendar to do that for his stuff. So hopefully we should have a video in 90 days or so. Of, you uh, will. I'll tag you all in it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll make sure I tag you in it. Yes. But yeah, I told him like, like pictures are one of the best things. Cause sometimes if you look at yourself in the mirror, you're going to only look at the flaws. Yep. But if you have a picture consistently over time, you'll be like, Oh man, I came so far. And then maybe yeah. that may keep you on track. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause yeah. sometimes you can forget, like they say, sometimes people will look in the mirror and they forget what they look like. They forgot to brush their teeth and do their hair or whatever. But if you have a, a picture of it, it's something that's concrete that you can look at. You can see what you came from. Yeah. I like to tell people that when they were asking me what I, what I did and stuff like that, I always tell everybody write down on a piece of paper, not on your iPhone or your galaxy or whatever, write down on a piece of paper, what you, what your overall goal is. If your overall goal is you want to lose 50 pounds, then write down, I want to lose 50 pounds. And then uh, underneath that, write down, your first couple steps, you're going to your first goal. Your first mini goal is say eight pounds or whatever it is. Right. And then give yourself a little reward when you hit that, then write down your second yeah. one, have all this written down and, and put it somewhere. You see it every single day that you that Okay. I see it in front of me. So if you see it in front of you, it might be easier for you to accomplish it. than then pulling yeah. up your blue screen and not seeing, you know, like, and not not being able to see it in front of you instead of your phone. Yeah. And when you, yeah. also when you're writing it, 
it might you might stick in your head longer. Like, you know, I got a goal of fifty pounds, so I'm going to lose. I'm going to try to lose eight pounds, and then I lose the next goal. Will be the next mini goal will be ten pounds. Or, I'm sure there's cor- correct words of calling the mini goal and stuff like that, but like I don't know what it is. And like you know, and then your overall goal. Yeah. And then steps that you're gonna what you're gonna do to get to each one of those mini goals. Yeah. Well, Too many are. people focus on the big one and not the little ones that get you there. And if you just chip away at the little, the mini one, then you'll, you, you're working on the big one, right? So, well, that's what they say. Like micro is always better than macro. Yep. Yeah. Because macro can be overwhelming. It's just like people with a junky room. Yeah. If your room is junky and you try to tackle it all at one time, every, that one day, you're probably gonna get overwhelming quick. But if you consistently pick stuff up Mm -hmm. and put it in a hamper, do your laundry, Make your bed. Yeah. It's easier to attack it when you do Little it small. A big result. What do they say? You can, if you want to eat an elephant, you do it one bite at a time. You can't eat it whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yes. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from, but that's good. It's just a saying that people say. It's a good visual. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, so where can people find you? I'm just on Instagram at Jessica's Keto Eats. That's it. <laughs> Are you ever going to do like a YouTube or a podcast or anything like that or TikTok? Probably not because I just, <laughs> I am not creative. I, I, I feel like I'm too old for TikTok. I'm just like, I'm just too old for it. Just mentally, I'm too old. I don't understand it. <laughs> It took me a long time to figure it out. But it's no different than reels on Instagram. No, now I understand. Yeah, now I understand that. Now I'm like, now I know how to like do different things. How to, you know, when I first put it on my phone, because I was, we were doing stuff for the podcast and stuff on there, you know, and like, I didn't know the fuck I was doing. I was like, man, fuck this. I'm just going back to Instagram. But I know yeah. like a, a, it was initially like a kid's app or whatever, but yeah, people have sent me stuff where I've learned how to do stuff that I didn't know existed. So yeah, it's very educational. Yeah. So, but I think like going back to the community thing, like I know Gormy has, do you know who Gormy goes keto? Have you ever heard I of him before? Him, yes. Like he has a podcast for his is basically for men that have been in the bigger and then lost weight or whatever. But like, I think like there's a space for women probably too, or anybody else like that. You could probably corner that market. So that might be something you need to look into. Maybe. Cause I mean, you can talk. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, a good bit. quality. You know? <laughs> Trust me, being able to talk is the first step. And you've passed the first step. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, like when we first started doing the podcast, he's like, what'd you just say? What'd you, what'd you say? What? Because I, I would talk really fast when I got excited. Like, like, I'm like, he's like, I can't use any of that, man. I don't know what the hell you just said. No one, no one's gonna know you. And the only reason I know what you said is that we we've been friends for forever. I'm like, that's yeah. not good. And so you can he can interpret you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's like going back to the whole clothing thing. It's just like, why be lazy with your words, lazy yeah. with your appearance? I mean, yeah, we're our own brand, and do you want your brand to be lazy? Yeah, I think you need to listen to your friend because. Friends are there to remind us when we don't see it. That's true. Thank you for being my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. Oh, God. 
But yeah, like I said, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you this, so much for coming on. on. on Was it today, Monday, uh, right? Monday, yeah. Well, we were going to do it on like the 24th or something, but she's going out of town with her family. And stuff. Oh. So enjoy your trip. Thank uh, you. I'm going to send you the stuff to Ben's app and link on yes. Instagram. And, yes. um, I'll and that t- other app that was um, about restaurants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'm going to find it and I'll send that to you too. Tonight. Perfect. Tonight. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. We love you lots. Bye. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye.